evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Tonight, Destiny Pictures presents Imagine Your Kids Vacationing on the North Korean Riviera just outside of Pyongyang at the Trump Un Tower Casino. <laughs> that is the subject of tonight's Point of View. We witnessed history last night with this Singapore summit and I want to lay out for you just how the master persuader Donald Trump got this deal done. First, we've talked about this before in the show, that President Trump's first love, keep in mind his childhood dream, was not to be a real estate developer, it was to be a movie producer. He is the consummate TV producer as president, as we've all seen up to this point. I'm gonna show you what I mean here in a moment when it comes to the Singapore summit. But first, you may remember this clip when President Trump was asked about his preparation leading up to the Singapore summit. Said I've been preparing all my life. I always believe in preparation, but I've been preparing all my life. You know, these one-week preparations, they don't work. Just ask Hillary what happened to her in the debates. So uh, I've been preparing for this all my life. And frankly, it's really just the fake news, because if you run, Peter, just a little bit longer the clip, you would see I've really been preparing all my life. So I think I got it, but just so you and I are clear, has he been preparing all his life? <laughs> I think so. So this is what President Trump, as you just heard, said recently. Uh, and after that, this woman on MSNBC said some things. As many in the media were saying, preparing all your life, what in the world are you talking about, President Trump? You've been a real estate guy all your life. This here is about world peace. You know a lot about real estate, but you know nothing about negotiating world peace, even to the point that some of the media actually we're starting to mock President Trump for saying he's been preparing all his life. I'm going to show you just how clueless, I mean, just so out to lunch the mainstream media is today. We do have to point out uh, the president was critical that when we played that clip of him talking about being prepared for the North Korea summit, we didn't say, we didn't add what he said at the end. And he and he said, I've been preparing all my life. I'd love to know, Mr. President, when was that? When you appeared in a Playboy softcore porn movie? Was it when you body slammed Vince McMahon, the head of the World Wrestling Federation? Or was it when you were leaking information, when you were disguising yourself as your own PR guy, talking to tabloids about what a great lover you were? Ooh, Stephanie, you really got him there. I mean, on, they, they are clueless. I'm going to explain what I mean specifically. First, you've got to see this entire Singapore summit really as a movie production. President Trump's the executive producer and the director, kind of like you've ever seen Tropic Thunder with Simple Jack, kind of like that. Great film, by the way. Uh, President Trump held this summit first off in Singapore. He did this because he wanted to use this as his movie set to have Kim Jong-un fly in and really see what capitalism can do for a small country just like North Korea. What President Trump did, he put him in a place where uh, Chairman Kim could walk around, visualize North Korea with these big skyscrapers, these hotels, these massive real estate developments, starting to sound a bit familiar as, in other words, President Trump saying, hey, I've been preparing all my life. Then President Trump put together this four-minute video, again, just like a movie trailer, to show Kim Jong-un what North Korea could be like if he would actually give up his nukes and get some help from the United States economically. You can see the full minute video up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV now. But I want to share with you just a short clip of the video. <laughs> Keep in mind, President Trump is sitting down to negotiate world peace, puts together this four minute video, and then hands it over on an iPad to Kim Jong-un. Here's a short clip. Destiny Pictures presents 
A story of opportunity. A new story. A new beginning. One of peace. Two men. Two leaders. One destiny. A story about a special moment in time when a man is presented with one chance that may never be repeated. What will he choose? To show vision and leadership? Or not? Some people have showed this video to like, oh, that's cheesy. But if you study persuasion, this video is a masterpiece in persuasion. He even throws in a hoops guy there, because we all know that Kim Jong-un loves hoops. So then President Trump at his press conference, which is earlier this morning, our time, talked about how he literally laid out a vision for Kim Jong-un. This is amazing in North Korea. Version of what could happen, what could take place. As an example, they have great beaches. You see that whenever they're exploding their cannons into the ocean, right? So I said, boy, look at that. Wouldn't that make a great condo behind? And I explained, I said, you know, instead of doing that, you could have the best hotels in the world right there. Think of it from a real estate perspective. You have South Korea, you have China, and they own the land in the middle. How bad is that, right? It's great. But um, I told them, I said, you may not want to do what's there. You may want to do a smaller version of it or, you know, and that could be. Although I tell you what, he, he looked at that tape, he looked at that iPad, and I'm telling you, they, they, they really enjoyed it, I believe. And if you've been watching this closely, there was a clip of Kim Jong-un even saying, hey, some people are going to think this sounds like a sci-fi movie. Again, there's the movie piece again. If you put this all in context, what President Trump did is he, and again, if you understand persuasion, he framed this entire thing is a transaction that he's been doing since he was a little kid, which again, you just heard him there talk about real estate development, the great beaches that are there in North Korea. That is the persuasion genius. Whether you like Trump or not, if you study persuasion, you see the persuasion genius of Donald Trump. In fact, there are some rumors, these are rumors now, that President Trump basically sat down and said, hey, little rocket man, you, you got some big, beautiful beachfront property in North Korea. You and me, we could put together a big, beautiful Trump Un Casino right on the beach make it even better than Atlantic City. I don't know if that happened, but those are some rumors. Just kidding. Here's what I do want you to imagine for a minute. Think about this, your grandkids going on vacation to the North Korean Riviera at a Trump Un Casino. I know we are obviously a very long ways away from that, and I never thought I was gonna see this as an American president walking out to shake hands with a North Korean dictator. It is stunning to see, and all I can say is that it's an incredible, incredible time to be alive. Now, earlier today, I sat down with Senator John Hoven. We talked about the Singapore summit as well as trade negotiations with Canada. Senator Hoven, welcome back to Point of View. I mean, amazing summit last night. I, I still have to kind of pinch myself to realize I was seeing that with my own two eyes. Um, in your opinion, the biggest winner out of the summit is who? Well, you know, it, it's too soon to see how this is all going to work, but it's encouraging that the president feels that we can uh, hopefully negotiate denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. That's a win for everyone, but we've got a long ways to go to make it happen. Uh, but it's encouraging that the process has started. Speaking of denuclearization, uh, two things. I'll start with this one. 
Uh, how are we going to define that? I mean, mm -hmm. do you find that define that as them just getting rid of nukes? Does that include their chemical weapons? What's going to be the definition of complete denuclearization? Well, it's certainly getting rid of all their nukes. And then beyond that, we've got to work through it. But, I mean, that's a great question. That's why, you know, we're on the front end of this process, not the back end, obviously. So we're going to have to work through this. We're going to have to figure out what makes sense here. We're going to have to have transparency. We're going to have to have accountability. The good news is the president wants an agreement that he can bring to the Senate and get ratified, uh, meaning a permanent treaty. That's the right way to do it. And that means we're going to have to work through it carefully. All these things are going to have to be thought out carefully, dealt with, and resolved. But we need to know that when we're done, that North Korea no longer poses a security threat to the United States or uh, hopefully the rest of the world. And that's going to take a lot of work. So with that being said, I think one of the big disappointments with the Iran deal is that we were told there was going to be all this transparency with verification. Then we realized that right. there's not. So what are you going to look for to say, you know what, this is a 100% transparency. We've got a 100% trust but verify opportunity here. Does that have to be American people in North Korea? Could it be international people? Where are you at with that? Oh no, I mean I, I obviously have confidence in the American people, our armed forces, our intelligence officials and all that. So I want to make sure that we uh, have all the information and I'm encouraged the president wants to bring this agreement or treaty to the Senate for ratification. That means we are going to know absolutely what's in it. The American people are going to know what's in it. And that was not done in the case of Iran. President Obama did not feel he needed to get a treaty ratified by the Senate. The agreement that he put forward, we did, you know, I, I did not support. Uh, and the good news here is that President Trump wants to get to a detailed agreement uh, that does get the job done, uh, that we can see exactly what's in it. The American people will know exactly what's in it. And obviously we want something that gets the job done, that we denuclearize North Korea, uh, the Korean Peninsula, and that we make sure they're not a security threat now or in the future. Senator, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, South Korea was surprised by this. Apparently the Pentagon was surprised. You're on the Defense Appropriations Committee. China wanted this to happen. President Trump now pausing uh, the quote-unquote war games. Are, are you okay with that? Is that a good idea to put those on pause? We're going to have to look at that, and remember, North Korea is going to have to show good faith here, or they can be resumed right away. And so that's something we're going to have to work through and look at carefully. Uh, President Trump also suggested today that he wants to pull all U.S. troops out of the Korean Peninsula. Do you support that? Uh, certainly not uh, at this point. I mean, that, look, that we're getting way ahead of ourselves with with. Uh, something like that that someday uh depending on the circumstances what the security agreements are but remember this isn't just about north korea this is about our relationship with south korea maybe we have a unified korean peninsula at some point but we also have to keep in mind what is our relationship with uh china uh also japan you know what is our military so geopolitical position in the pacific rim so there's a lot of other things that go into in regard to that question, there's a lot of other things that go into that consideration. And that's a consideration or something, an evaluation that needs to be made well down the line, not at this point. And I agree with you, sir. I think that's why I want to bring it up. And I'm glad you brought up China, because if you think about what China's requests have been, and that's why I started with, hey, who, who was the big winner last night? China said, look, we want to pause on the war games. We want to pull out, you know, U.S. troops out of the peninsula. 
Uh, we want relief of sanctions. And as of right now, President Trump is at least speaking all three of those things. And I, I guess I'm trying to understand the out of the deal here with that whole conversation. You say what to that? I say we're at the very beginning. Okay. The very beginning. The encouraging sign is that we're working on denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. There's a long way to go here. We need to go through this very <laughs> carefully, and you're bringing up valid points that we need to be that need to be dealt with very thoughtfully and in a way that protects America's interests. Senator, I want to ask you one last question on this, and then move on to trade. But as you know, President Trump used some sort of real estate uh, ideas, if you will, to sell Kim Jong Un on this. I mean, is there a possibility that your grandkids and mine could be vacationing in the North Korean Riviera at some point? <laughs> You know, uh, we have to be mindful of history. We have to learn the lessons of history. We have to understand that these negotiations have occurred before. We have to go into it open-eyed. At the same time, though, we have to look to the future. And so I give the president credit for, you know, trying to change the paradigm in a way where we can, you know, truly um, get rid of these nukes. And there's a lot of hard work ahead. Well said. Uh, but we have to look to the future and, and try to overcome these very serious challenges. By the way, maybe the money we save from not having these war games, you as the defense appropriator can take that and start to build the wall. Just saying. Uh, let's move on to the trade piece, sir. Well, we, meet, we need to and will maintain, but, but make no mistake, we need to maintain that defense posture in South Korea. And, uh, you know, we've got a long way to go here. All right. Let's talk about uh, the situation with the G7 summit. And we'll start with this. Do you support what President Trump is doing to put tariffs on Canadian steel and aluminum for national security reasons? Let me add that. Well, what I support is his effort to get a better deal, a better deal uh, for the United States, both in regard to Canada and Mexico. And, and I was uh, last Wednesday, I was at the White House for about two hours with the president, uh, vice president, uh, with uh, the, the Secretary of Treasury, uh, USTR, uh, trade representative, I mean, the, the whole trade team, we went through this at great length. And he is trying to get us a better deal. He's not trying to blow up NAFTA. He's trying to get a better deal with both Canada and Mexico, which are our number one and number two export markets. We, we put it in terms of, okay, but we've got to start, you know, because of the uncertainty, it's, it's hard on our farmers, on our exporters, so, on small business. We've got to start getting to a deal. He's talking about potentially, he, he feels he's making progress and potentially getting a deal, say, early fall time frame. Obviously, we're pushing to try to get that done. Two things quickly, sir. One is, so then do you support him using these tariffs as a negotiating tool? At this point, I'm, we're trying to make sure he has all the leverage okay. he needs to get the job done. What we're saying is we got to get the job done. Exactly. And that, that's my next question. As you say, Chris, we, we, we're okay with it as long as we end up with a better deal. But I think there's so much lack of clarity of what right. that is. So for you, if you had a magic wand, a better – because keep in mind, Canada right now, number one export market for North Dakota, $4.4 billion uh, in goods, 83% of the state's total exports. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff going on between North Dakota and Canada. So. What does a better deal look like to Senator John Hoven? Well, really, it is both free trade and fair trade. Fair trade. We charge less in terms of tariffs. T take Canada, Mexico, or just about anybody else. They all charge us more tariffs than we charge them. And so the idea that we should be getting a fair deal or this reciprocity the president talks about is reasonable. I mean, there's no reason they should be charging us more on these tariffs than we charge them. So he feels like he is making progress. We need to try to 
knock down those tariffs and those trade barriers wherever we can. But we need access to these markets, and we try, have to try to avoid retaliatory tariffs. Would you support, President Trump said uh, on Saturday, no tariffs, no barriers, and no subsidies? I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, including American farmers as well. Do you support that kind of trade? Well, clearly, you know, that's what we want to do is knock down those okay. uh, uh, trade barriers, knock down those tariffs, and that, that means that, that there's much less need for any kind of subsidy. But we're a long way from getting there. And we always need to remember, you know, we, we talk in terms of farm policy and, and energy and so forth. You know, nobody's more competitive uh, than our farmers and ranchers in our en energy industry. But we've got to make sure that they have that chance to compete. So i got to get your comment on this. There was a piece that came out in the Washington Post last night about Congressman Kevin Kramer having an issue with Senator Heitkamp going to the White House for the bank bill signing, some other things. Uh, it says in this report, in this WAPO story, that Congressman Kramer believes President Trump is giving Senator Heitkamp preferential treatment because she is a woman. You say what to that? Well, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to get into their campaign, Chris. Um, you know, I know Kevin's on your show a lot. Uh, th that's really one for them to, to work through. Whenever we talk about campaigns, I always put it back to, as you and I have talked about before, the positive vision for the country. And I think Kevin certainly has a great vision for the country. He's working hard on it. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get into that, you know, kind of that back and forth. That's something that the candidates can talk about or you can talk about with them. Senator John Hovind, well, I always appreciate the time. We didn't get a chance to get to the Senate Farm Bill. So we'd love to have you back soon, sir, and discuss that as well. So thank you very much. Good to be with you, Chris. Thanks. Thank you. In tonight's Final View, should Dennis Rodman, the worm, be our first ambassador to North Korea? I know it sounds crazy, but here's what I'm referring to specifically. Back in 2013, Dennis Rodman was in Fargo, sat down with our very own Bobby Hahn. And please listen closely to what Mr. Rodman told Mr. Hahn back in 2013. He was doing one thing. He wants to not fight. He asked me to tell Obama, please call me. That's all he asked. Call me. So Kim wanted Obama to call him to talk about bringing peace to the Korean, Korean Peninsula. And then here's what Dennis Rodman said last night on CNN. We talked to, I talked, I talked to Kim Jong-un and uh, an administration over there five years ago. And he asked me five years ago, we sat down for lunch. And he sat down and asked me, hey, Dennis, uh, I would like to ask you three things. If you go back to tell the president of the United States these three things, and I would be willing to talk to him. And it's a true story, and I got my people here that was there that heard the conversation. He said um, things like, uh, if they can move the ships back from South Korea, I would do what I have to do to listen. If you can move certain things or do certain things, I will listen. My ears will be open. And I tried to do that to Obama. And Obama didn't even give me the time of day. I asked him, I said, I have something to say from North Korea. He just brushed me off. So this all could have happened five years ago if Obama would have listened to Dennis Rodman. Shocking, shocking stuff. Would love to know your point of view. Uh, tonight, I think you've got about